Welcome to the I'm Still Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Whitlow. I've been reading and studying the Bible my entire life, but I still have a lot of questions, and I'm still learning what it means. Each episode, we will take a look at what the Bible has to say and what it means to us today. Good parents know what their children need and love to give them things that bring them joy. Our Heavenly Father also loves to give us good things when we ask Him. I'm calling episode 41, Good Dad, God Dad. From the moment, years ago, when my younger brother and I learned that many bikes existed, we knew that we needed one. And since they were priced light years beyond our meager resources, we bumped our request to a higher authority, our dad. Now, dad wasn't an easy touch, but he was fair. We knew what we had to do. We had to make sure that many bikes were introduced in, into any conversation that didn't involve us being in trouble. At the time, it seemed as though we begged for years, but it was probably just a couple of months. Then, one Saturday, Dad took us to the Sears store, ostensibly to look at tires for the car. But what should we see near the tire display but mini bikes? We dragged Dad over to look at them, and what to my wandering eyes should appear, Dad pointed at one and said he'd buy it. He arranged to have it delivered to our house later in the day, and after we endured the longest three or four hours in recorded history, a truck pulled up, and the minibike was ours. And it was everything we had imagined it would be. Looking back, I can see that Dad was not interested in new tires at all. It was all a part of his plan. I suppose that Dad had done some research without us around and found what he felt was a good deal. He never let on to me or my brother that he had any inclination to buy a minibike, but I suspect that he was at yes very early on. He probably needed to make sure that he had gathered enough money to buy it without cutting short our true necessities. Then he had to find a good place to get it, and most importantly, take some time to make sure that we really wanted it, because we were bad about saying we wanted just about anything that was advertised on Saturday mornings during the cartoon commercials. He did all of those things because he was a good dad. He made sure we had everything we needed, and he provided a lot of things that we just wanted. Well, that is what Jesus is telling us about our Heavenly Father in today's study. He is using the analogy of a good parent. If the boys ask for a minibike, he's not going to give them a broken unicycle. Our loving Heavenly Father will give good gifts to those who ask him. Let's read Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 12. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead?' 
Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the Law and the Prophets. The issue of our prayers and God's answer to them is mysterious. I make no claim to have all the definitive answers to this topic, nor do I have any sort of word combinations that obligate God to give me what I demand. What I hold to, the foundation on which my faith is built, is that God loves me and that God is good. And from that bedrock belief, I accept God's answers as good and that they are given to me as from a loving parent. So let's look back at the minibike story for just a minute. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not calling my dad God. He certainly was human with all that comes with that. But I never doubted that he loved his family and we never went without anything that we needed. So I'm just following the analogy that Jesus used of parents giving good gifts to their children. I was probably 12 or 13 when I saw my first minibike. It was at a local lawnmower shop. I had gone there to get a spark plug for our family lawnmower. I thought it was the greatest thing I had ever seen. I asked the price and immediately knew it was beyond my financial possibility. I started talking about minibikes nonstop. I wanted the one I saw. As it turned out, it was on the low end of the price range for minibikes, so I thought that improved my chances. Dad was uninterested in that one, so I thought he was uninterested in all minibikes. But I was wrong. Dad never liked to buy the cheapest version of anything. He rarely went for the best, but he never wanted the lowest. The one he picked out for us had a bigger motor and a better seat than the one that I thought I wanted. It was more expensive than the one I thought I wanted. I couldn't believe it when he bought the one he did. It was more than I had asked for, and all the time I thought he didn't want me to have a minibike at all because he wouldn't buy the cheap one that I had picked out. I had misunderstood my dad's slowness in responding to my request. I had found one, and it was close by. All dad needed to do was show up with the money. I thought I was making it easy for him. But when I wasn't around, he was looking at various minibikes around town. He wasn't impressed by cheap or enticed by it being convenient. He wanted to get us a good minibike. He wanted us to have more than we were asking for. Also, while he was doing his research, he was listening to make sure that this wasn't a passing fancy. It was a significant purchase for him, and if at any time we had signaled that we had moved on from minibikes to something else, it would have been easy for him to stop his research and hold on to the money. The last thing he wanted to do was to buy us a minibike that we never used. Many times we misinterpret God's silence or seeming slowness in answering our prayers. We think that He is deaf to our request 
or that he is holding out on us, or that he doesn't want us to have anything good. We question his love for us or his ability to make things happen for us. I have had times in my life when I was convinced that I knew exactly what God should do for me. I could even give God step-by-step instructions with all available and acceptable options to answer my prayer. But God has never responded to me with one of the options that I have given Him. I have tried to make it easy for God by doing the planning for Him, but He is not bound by what I know about a situation. He knows how everything works together, and I have learned, or at least I am trying to learn, to wait on His answer and to accept that what He has done, what He is currently doing, and what He will do is always best for me. His silence is not rejection. His patience is not apathy. He knows everything that I don't know. And since my faith is built on the belief that God is good and that God loves me, I just have to keep on asking until His answer arrives because I'm just as bad now as I ever was about thinking I want something pretty bad today, but tomorrow I've moved on to something else. Now there are some who teach that if you ask God for something one time, and if you ask for it in faith believing that it is done, that you should not ask again or you're not showing faith. Now, I won't say that they're wrong, but I will say that I'm unconvinced that they have it right. Jesus says here, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And in the model framework of prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer, we are instructed every day to ask for that day's needs to be met. So even if there is truth in the belief that asking in faith one time is the way to go, I don't believe that God is angered or disappointed when we continually bring our need to Him. So to paraphrase verse 11, if my dad, with all his human imperfections, wanted to do his boys a solid by giving them something fun that they wanted to have and enjoy, how much more does my heavenly father, who already showed his love for me by sending his own son to the world to pay the penalty for my sin and invite me into his family, desire to give me all of the things I need and many of the things that I will enjoy if I just ask. This passage of Scripture ends with what we call the golden rule. This concept of treating others the way you want to be treated can be found in many different moral codes. What sets this apart when Jesus says it is this. Instead of doing this as a moral obligation in an attempt to curry favor with the moral authorities and make us better people, we as people who have already experienced the grace of our loving Heavenly Father should find it natural to extend grace to others. Remember, Christ didn't die to protect really good people from sinners. No, He died for us when we were still sinners. He took the punishment that we deserved so that we could share in the glory that He deserved. So when we realize the magnitude of God's wonderful grace, we should naturally want to extend that grace to a world that doesn't deserve it, just as we didn't deserve it. 
Oh, that all believers would grasp this basic foundational theology. If we could all give everyone the love and respect that we want from them, what a different world it would be, and how brightly the light of Christ would shine. Oh, and by the way, that mini bike, it got worn out over the next couple of years. We rode and rode that thing. I learned a lot about equipment maintenance and repair. We wrecked many times, but only got skinned up. It's one of my best memories of adolescence. Thanks again, Dad. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the I'm Still Learning podcast. If you find this podcast interesting, won't you please share it with a friend? Also, let me know what you think. Find me on Facebook or Instagram under my name, Randy Whitlow, or send an email to rbwhitlow at me.com. Until next week, I'm Randy Whitlow, and I'm still learning.